You are listening to our final episode on this investigative series of What Happened to the 9 to 5. From the beginning of exploring this topic, we wanted to be taken seriously. We heard from Diane and Immigration. That is creating like quite a quite a huge void in our in our workforce. We heard from the hospitality industry. There's shortages in all industries, but the hospitality industry is notorious. We asked random people on the street. I'm actually quite boggled that we have such a labor shortage. Now people are afraid to come into work. Well, no one's going to work for them and they won't have to. We then spoke with Daniel, who works in construction. I heard that we need at least another like 10 workers in order to keep up with our current work. It's honestly just crazy. To then speaking with Kim, who works with the YMCA Employment Services. We have um, people seeking work-life balance more than ever before. We've done our best to cover all our bases and hear from as many sides as we can. And now we conclude the series as we interview April Marshall, who works in local government as the economic and development manager. As we corresponded on email, she spoke with a wealth of knowledge and we knew we had to get her on the podcast. Her perspective is probably the most informative and trustworthy source we could find in our area. In this uncut interview, we speak about a range of topics. And even if you are not in the Graybrews area, I think you can still benefit from our conversation. So let's get into it. Hey, April, thank you so much for coming in today. Um, Would you like to start by introducing yourself and just explain a little bit about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm April Marshall, and I'm the Economic Development Manager for the Town of Hanover. So in economic development, essentially I'm doing everything to help with the retention of our residents and youth in our community and attraction uh, by getting new workers into our area, new residents to increase our tax base, but also those business supports. So um, working closely with businesses on uh, helping provide the resources that they need, connections. Uh, So it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what economic development is because it touches so many different facets. Um, It's uh, from arts and culture, yeah, to community development. Uh, to business relations. Uh, Every day is different, lots of stuff happening, so I'm just happy to contribute to this conversation today. And what is the labor shortage situation like in Hanover and how has it impacted you? So Hanover is not unique facing this labor shortage. It's uh, provincial, it's national, it's probably North American, you know, it's it's worldly. Um, we're not unique in that regard. Um, but the impact to Hanover specifically is that um, it's all it has to do with our retention efforts, right? We want our businesses to be happy that are here. We want them to have everything that they need. We don't want them to have to um, face shortages or look outside of the community um, to try to uh, meet their needs. So for us, it's like it's very, very important that we're responding to our employers' needs to attract people into these positions and help retain them as well. And there's so many different moving point parts of this housing, transportation, inclusiveness and diversity. Um, There's just so many different pieces that all contribute to having a strong workforce and, um, yeah, not facing these shortages. And are there any specific industries that you can think of that are suffering, and why is that? So what we're finding is uh, we have a program that we collaborate on. It's called Sogging Connects. And essentially, it's three counties and six, seven municipalities. So it's Hanover, Brockton, West Gray, South Bruce, Aaron Eldersley, Minto, 
Wellington North, and this is all with the Saugeen Economic Development Corporation, and again, it's called Saugeen Connects. We have four pillars under that program, and one of them is workforce um, and immigration. So we're trying to put the programs in place so that we can um, support our workers, or support our employers in their attraction efforts. And a piece of that is um, by helping identify what the opportunities are and helping market that out um, and attract uh, new people to uh, our communities to fill these jobs. And what we're finding with that is if you go to the SoggingConnects.com website, um, you'll see it there. We've built different profiles of employers in the area um, that con- are cons- consistently looking, right? And what we're finding is it's um, manufacturing is definitely the leading sector, healthcare, uh, tourism, or you know the restaurants, um, those frontline staff. Um, those seem to be the the biggest right now. I'm sure I know every every sector is facing it, but it's probably just because they ha- they employ a lot more people. You know, yeah. they they are major employers. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're seeing that uh, the supports we're trying to lend our supports to those sec- sectors uh, specifically to start. And what can young people do to help? Well, um, it's it's all about getting involved, right, and contributing. Um, like, we are constantly looking for feedback, and youth are so important to us in the town of Hanover and Soggy Connects. As I mentioned, like, Soggy Connects, another pillar is youth. We run this, we run this student startup program every summer where we're uh, giving grants and support to youth to try self-employment. That's just one angle of it. Um, but it's the participation these programs only run when youth are participating and we don't want to we want them to want to participate right so um so there's that piece um it's just getting connected with the community find out what's going on finding out what role you can play and and finding those outlets to contribute your ideas but as far as a workforce goes um the workforce is changing drastically you know back in the day <laughs> you know, as an employee, you you know the employer had the lead. You know, let me just put it that way. You know, like you were, you were getting dressed the nines, going to interviews. You had a, a complete resume. You know, you were dedicated and loyal to one position for a while. Um, we're seeing that sh- big shift in that right now. Um, we're seeing you know the employee has the advantage because there are so many employers looking for so many people. Um, we're, we're kind of seeing that the interview process and style has changed, but also the work culture has changed because I, I believe, and I'm seeing it, that youth, and as they should, they want that work-life balance, right? Like they've identified that they want what kind of lifestyle they want to live. They're working really hard to get to those top positions. But at the same time, you need to spend your time going through the ranking, right? You need to get your experience. You need, you need to help support that work culture because some of these employers that maybe haven't pivoted or changed their styles maybe need some assistance with that, right? To create that work culture that everybody will respond to so that you want to work there. So as I mentioned, there's like just so many moving parts, but it's just, I think it's just everyone keeping an open mind and wanting to work together Uh, because I also mentioned housing and transportation is another big piece of this Uh, because of our labor shortages we're having to go look outside of our community we're we're attracting new people new Canadians immigrants 
Um, but when they come here, um, we want to be welcoming and we want to support them. We want to create that um, diversity in the workplace, inclusion, um, and, and there's so many things that we could all be doing as a community to ensure that we are doing that, right? So, um, again, I just feel it's, it's just being open-minded and looking for the opportunities. And if you have, are passionate about something, like find a way to get involved. And, you know, I probably don't be afraid to talk to your employer, you know, just be upfront. Like if, if something's not, instead of not going back to a job because you tried it and you didn't like it, you know, maybe it's an opportunity to say, you know, this is why, you know, like I would like to see some changes with this or that if the employer is open to hearing them, you know, it's just identifying those opportunities. And um, but our youth are our future, right? Like we uh, we want, you know, we want to work together because they're our next business owners, they're our next managers, they're they're you know, we want to see them be happy in our community and stay here. Of course, go out, get your experiences enjoy life, see the world. But we want you to know that Hanover is a home for you. There's a lot of opportunity here. And maybe driving down the street, you don't notice it. You might think, oh, that's just a factory. I, yeah. There's no nothing for me in there. But dive a little deeper because there's engineering positions. There's super, you know, there's, there's so many different facets to every sector. So yeah, yeah it's just exploring and, and just uh, getting out there. And do you have any idea of what the future is looking like? Do you think things will calm down? Mm-hmm. Well, as mentioned, um, you know, there's a lot of stakeholders within the Grey Bruce region that are working together um, to try to, one, collect data and see what the situations are. Um, and then there, from there, we can see recommendations and where, as government, um, we need to spend our resources. So, for instance, the Four County Labor Market Board, um, they are new, they often put out surveys. Right now, they have a precarious working survey. Um, so they're trying to find anyone that is able to work but isn't working or because of COVID, they left the workplace. They're trying to find out, like, why um, you know why so you know there's those surveys to, to fill out but then we also have like the Grey Bruce local immigration partnership so all stakeholders from the whole region we're working together to try to be more welcoming communities um, so there's like a do- lot of different resources and a lot of different moving parts uh, again you know our housing you know as means as local governments um, not even just local governments like going up the scales um, up to the province like we all have to start we are and we are we've identified that it's not a single person that can combat this we all have to work together but I think I would say that our unemployment rate is very low Um, that tells us that most people that are working are working so that's why we need to attract we need to grow and sometimes that's hard for people in the community they want to see their community stay small they want that small town charm well in Hanover we're trying to balance that you know we're a hub for services we're a hub for activity so we want to see like how we can keep that small town charm and all those all the cultural elements that everyone loves about our community as they should but also how we can grow because uh, we need to increase our housing we need to get transportation you know, we need to attract new people to our community. And if we are successful in that, then that will help our labor shortages. And lastly, how do you think youth can help with creating a positive workspace for other employees? Um, I think just going back um, to the previous comments and questions is just uh, finding those opportunities to contribute. I, yeah. I honestly feel like that is the best solution because 
I'll just give you an example. Like uh, through our cultural roundtable with the town of Hanover, uh, we have earmarked spots um, play, uh, membership for youth. And, you know, we have been successful in having youth contribute. Um, we, right now we have two vacancies, right? And we're having a little bit of a hard time filling those positions. So um, I know youth's priorities maybe aren't there right now. Like, I have children, so I can safely say this. <laughs> I have a 16-year-old son. So, like, you know, I know his social life is his priority right now. Like, that's, you know. So, and it all come in time. We can't force it. But I, th- I also see a lot of youth that are very passionate about getting involved and they want that opportunity to have their voice heard. So um, I think it just all goes back to that. It's just like finding those right places and spaces for you to contribute. And I, can on- I think as we move down this path as well as engaging all of our stakeholders and all of our employers, you know, there's going to be more opportunities for youth to get involved and just share what does a what does that new work culture look for you? What does flexibility mean to you? Like, how can employers work with youth, get their feedback, and just create those environments that um, are the new the new work cultures, right? So, mm-hmm. that's all the questions we have. Thank you so much for talking with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Wow. I really enjoyed my conversation with April, and it left me thinking about some of the key words that were said a few times to our discussion. Get involved and contribute. In episode one, we interviewed someone on the street, and he talked about how a labor shortage can be a good thing because employers have to compete and make their jobs attractive to potential employees. That way, the employers have to compete for employees rather than employees competing for employers. So if you have no labor shortage, then the employees there's going to be some who are perpetually out of work and it will also drive down wages less likely to have benefits stuff like that whereas if uh, the employers have to compete for employees then be able to pay them more as an employee myself i don't own a business and so this is to my advantage however i think it's important actually i think it's crucial to make sure myself as a worker also do what I can to help my employer. Right now, it is a difficult time for foremen, managers, bosses, and CEOs. So I wonder what are some things we can do to help? Rather than me keep talking, let's ask the young people who come to Launchpad. What can us young people do to help? I'm trying to develop as many skills as I can so I can help around my community, like my welding course. I think that we should work on getting jobs, like, into our school life. Honestly, like, For not saying like young people, but I'm saying like if in school they had maybe a class that was like job job training or whatever, so you would in all the stuff you would like kind of learn how to do like maybe like I know they do this in cooking class, but like if you want to know how to or you spend a day at at like a restaurant helping out so you see what it's like and then that that might help you to go work there. Maybe go on like a field trip to like a restaurant or a store. You know how in Canada the age requirement is 14 for a job? I'd say they lower that to like way younger ages so people could learn faster and just like get paid too as well. And you just learn more skills and you could bring more of that into your future when you're older and get better jobs. When my dad was younger, it was common that you would see kids and like teenagers helping about. But now it's mostly 
adults that need to work past what they should be retired at because they don't there's not enough workers to keep any places going we should have like time in school and then while we're at school certain people can go to different jobs work some time there make some money learn how to work it because then in the future they will know how to do it they'll have the experience they can like develop to the certain job and then get good at it keep working that then they can work in the future what kind of character developments do you think us young people need to build so that we can really help in the workforce be strong be brave don't like uh what's the word don't don't okay this might sound like mean or whatever but don't be like lazy i'm gonna like use my time better and get better skills and just be a better person i would say like make a schedule or like ask your parents to um put screen time on your phone or something too much access to video games and the internet where they can just sit on it for hours and hours and hours at a time they don't have jobs where you have to go out and help your dad um, load up skids for a fire or you know what I mean like say you sleep in like you start time for 6 a.m. but you sleep in until like 8 and you don't do anything for those two hours that's like two hours you just lost and you could use to like build your body work out or like go to a job or do anything just good with your time read something like that would you rather um, be making like a family, like kind of like another family at your like workplace rather than being like making a family like on a video game? I think people that are like my age should like really put more effort in because a lot of like people in school aren't putting any effort. They're like sleeping in class or anything like that. Like you can't do that on a job. Like you gotta show that you can work show that you can do everything properly, and then they'll hire you. If your comfort zone is your bedroom, go out of your comfort zone. Go try to help other people. I, I think it is harder for some people to get involved with the community because they're too distracted. They, they focus on something that's not important right now, and they would need to focus on more important things there there's more important things in life than just sitting in your room on your phone all day learn skills don't sit around playing video games because i did that for a few years and it was terrible um do better stuff with your life go out have fun um mow lawns walk people's dogs just try and make money be better yeah i really enjoyed listening to such honest responses wanting to be more disciplined, spending less time on phones, and just seeing how these teenagers are really wanting to take ownership and be the solution. Through exploring so many sides of the labor shortage issue, from immigration to construction to hospitality to local government and other community service organizations, one of the key points that stood out to me is that this massive challenge can actually get worse. But I do think it's up to us, the young people and the young adults, not all the responsibility and weight, but I do think that we can do more of the heavy lifting. Whether it be that we are able to jump in for occasional weekend work and afternoon evening shifts, or volunteer in different industries so we can get some hands-on experience. 
And even for me, before I started working at the launch pad, I was a volunteer. And there were times where I felt very stretched balancing all of life's responsibilities. School, work, family, volunteer, homework, exercise, social life, sporting commitments, the list goes on. And I guess to finish off, I really do hope we are a generation that gives more than it takes. Let's just leave it at that. Thank you for following our journey through this investigative series. I have been your host, Georgia Ray, and next week we will kick off season four of What's Your 9 to 5. We've got a lot of great guests and stories lined up, so we'll see you next week on What's Your 9 to 5. Thank you.